0: talk, now, talk now. one call one cut. to me you see me late see me late. I ain't really worried about no motherfucking I'm just really stacking cheese I'm just stacking paper stacking keep up in the field catch a tell my page cash in at your ties on way yeah. here we are got to stay on my hustle got to keep elevate. elevate got the rack stacked up yeah I'm helicopter helicopter tell
1: me what you say, yeah, I get that Thank you for joining me welcome to the people's choice podcast it's really an honor to have you on here. Uh, for everyone who didn't get to see like my promo that I had for you on Facebook and Instagram, if you mind giving a small introduction for my peeps.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. So my name is Lahayla Daniels. Um, I went to Western Harnet with Alvin, and I graduated 2016. And I just graduated in June from the University of Oregon with my Bachelor of Arts in Sociology and Legal Studies. Um, I guess like in the promo, I said that I was I- involved in Black Student Union, I was the public relations and the co-director for the Black Student Union at my school, and then I was initiated into the Sigma Delta chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Spring 18, Ace Club, so, <laughs> hey. and then I as the Vice President, and um, now I am the public relations director for the, the grad chapter. So awesome. i do stuff out here and now I have a big girl job and whatnot. So.
1: <laughs> uh, you, you've always had a big girl job. You always carried yourself that way. I mean, it's amazing just hearing all the things you've accomplished so far. That's like so amazing. I'm so proud of you.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: So let's take it to, I guess, the beginning. So, like, where did you grow up from? Where was you born? Because are you you military? Like, did you move around a lot?
0: Yeah, so I'm military. Um, I was born in Washington, and then I moved to Germany, and then I moved to Colorado, and I stayed there until I was in, like. Sixth grade, and then from sixth grade to when I graduated high school, I was in North Carolina. But I always claim North Carolina as my home. So,
1: <laughs> hey, same here. Yeah, I was born in Connecticut and lived there till I was twelve, and then been North Carolina ever since, and I'm still here now, repping for Fayetteville right now <laughs> for the most part.
0: If someone asks me like where I'm from, like here, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm from North Carolina. And then they say where from, like uh oh, like Fayetteville area, and they're like J Cole, I'm like yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah J. Cole definitely put it on for us yeah. so, <laughs> so that's that's amazing you know you you know being a military child and moving around a lot living in North Carolina what was the biggest challenge I should say for you when basically moving around as a kid because like with me I moved around a lot but like it was hard for me to like keep friends was that like a challenge for you as well
0: mm. I would say it was kind of a challenge, like in the beginning, like when I first came to North Carolina, like it was going straight into middle school. It was the first day. And I was like, everyone seems to know each other from like elementary school. I don't know anybody, Mm -hmm. like, I I don't know. I guess I just kind of talked a little bit more. I stepped outside my comfort zone. I was just like, okay, this is fine. And then when I moved to Oregon, it was kind of like the same thing, but like, of course I was older and I had like more knowledge. And I was just like, I need to do this, so just straight up moved.
1: <laughs> That's what's up, because I mean, that surprised me when I found out that you went to Oregon. I'm like, holy crap, you like, uh, you're far as hell, <laughs> way.
0: I was like, why are you going across the country? I was like, man, I need to get away. I need to start clean. So, I highly recommend like moving outside your hometown.
1: Do you ever miss North Carolina now that you've been in Oregon now for some years now?
0: Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm. Playing- <laughs> right now to go back Really okay yeah, there's so many differences like I had major culture shock when I moved to Oregon like the food there's no cookout no waffle house no Zaxby's no what? nothing
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> like I went to Eugene and there's no chick-fil-a or Popeyes there so I had to like Damn. go hours away so that's the part that I missed the most I can't wait to have cookout again but then <laughs> the music the playing is just so different like everything's different.
1: That was actually one of the mailbag questions for later on when someone asked, what's the biggest difference. Oh, okay, bet. <laughs> so, okay, but okay, okay. So we'll we'll get to that. I'll let you go more okay. into detail about that. So let's uh take it to Western. So like graduating from Western, and I know you did like a lot of different things. I know you played sports for a little bit too, right? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. opened up about that. I think you did track, right?
0: Yeah, so I did track I did cross country and I did soccer (laughs) (laughs) I like to run so in the fall it was cross country and then I did indoor track that was like probably the best sport I wish I would have sticked like stuck with that but (laughs) here we are and then soccer so it wasn't too bad I was captain of like the track and the soccer team
1: look at you he was natural born leader already from the start (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs)
1: So when, um, playing sports in Western and just being involved with a lot of stuff. I was involved in a lot of the groups too, right? Like the um, alpha team or beta teams and stuff like that or clubs. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. not groups.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you're good. I was part of the beta club. Um, I think since sophomore year, I was part of the beta club. And then we had like some we had like these groups called SOAR and it's like SOAR clubs and I was in like political science and then I went to ethnic studies and some graphic design so like I was part of that and then when I was a senior I um was the senior class president and so I have to like plan the the 10-year reunion and whatnot <laughs> and I was homecoming queen and I think that was it and then best all around I guess for my superlative but
1: yeah. wow look at all those accolades man that is amazing see I was kind <laughs> of I was out of western around that time so I missed a lot of that you know <laughs> seeing you shine like that but actually I remember the first time I, I ran into you was actually I was working at Hardee's I don't know if you remember that I was a manager there yeah you, I do remember, remember that, that. Yeah. <laughs> and you had a western shirt and I was like oh shit Western that's that's my old school and then like we just start talking just like hit it off like every since so like it's amazing hearing how great you are doing all that stuff at Western
0: yeah oh my gosh they call they have a Hardee's up here but they call it Carlos Jr.
1: yeah oh yeah yeah and believe it or not though because like when I was in management over there they always said Carlos Jr. was like always better because the menu was like so much deeper than what Hardee's was Whoa. So you might you might want to stop there one day. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, after graduating Western Harnett in 2016, you decided to go to Oregon. Like, what was the like the reason Oregon? Because you know, most people when they graduate, they want to go somewhere in state. Like, how come you felt like having to like move away from like your friends, family? Like, how did you know Oregon was the place to go?
0: Um, it was mostly like my beliefs, uh, I feel like I'm more progressive than like some of the beliefs in North Carolina. So I knew the West Coast was kind of gonna be like a stepping stone. And then I also felt like I just needed to get into a new environment. And especially like in North Carolina, like I love it. Like it's slow and like it's calm and everything. Like all my people are there, but I felt like I just needed like, I needed something to shake. So I was just like, okay, I'm gonna up and move. I'm gonna start over. I'm going to meet new people, and then when I got there, I was just like, "Dang, I'm so homesick." But, uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> I was I gonna ask, "Were like, you homesick?" Uh
0: huh. I just needed like a new slate, and it, that's what it gave me. And I felt like I could find like a lot of opportunities over here. And there's not that much opportunities in North Carolina that I'm aware of today. But back then, I was just like, I feel like Oregon is a is a move. <laughs>
1: Awesome. And when you got in Oregon, was when you first started, did you go into the public relations for black sorority like immediately or did you wait a little bit?
0: Um, I waited a little bit. So when I first moved there, um there's no black people here in Oregon. So I was just like <laughs> Really? What? All my friends back home, like I was just like, man, this is so different. I hate it here, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I just need to get get out more because I did just move here from, I moved here all by myself. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to get involved. Where do I need to get involved? So I went first to the Black Student Union and they welcomed me. So like, it was just like, okay, like, come on, come on, come on. And so I went to like every meeting, every Wednesday at six. And then I wanted to like be a part of like the staff and so i interned for the pr um, coordinator and then the more i interned the more i got into that position so when that that previous person was there and then they like they, they left i got into that position and then i just moved up to co director and then after that when did i do that uh, i did that like the the fall before 2018 and then spring 2018 is when i um, is when I crossed into my sorority. And then that's when I became the PR director, the PR coordinator for them, like a couple months later. And then, yeah, fall 2018 I became the co-director for Black Student Union.
1: Awesome. What are like the responsibilities of being the co-director?
0: Well, you have to coordinate all the meetings you have to make sure everyone is like on top of like their tasks and whatnot so I kind of like assigned the tasks I made sure everyone was like doing their job like effectively and I coordinated a lot of events so every year we have like annual events like in the in the fall we have um like the Kwanzaa celebration and oh, so we cool. just kind of- Order food from like the local African like restaurants and if it's not local we order from like Portland and there's like a lot of good like African food there and then in the winter we have a Black Excellence Gala and that just basically it highlights the people in our community they're doing like community service so we would have awards like best music like artist or greatest mm-hmm. uh, GPA or something like that most outstanding male athlete female athlete we wanted to like highlight everybody. So literally, it's kind of like the Met Gala. Everyone dressed up to show out, and then we gave out awards, and that's like an annual thing. And I think the one that I hosted, it was a lot of people. <laughs> it was <laughs> a lot, but it went pretty well. It went pretty well. And then we hosted Black Graduation um, near June. So that's just like exactly what it sounds like: Black Graduation, Black Students, Black Excellence. So it was good. Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome, just showing that Black excellence, definitely. And I'm glad that you got, you know, a part of that because like you said, Oregon, like there's not really many Black people out there, but yet you're still able to organize and get so many people out there. Like that is truly amazing.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of work, honestly, because when I first got there, there was only like 500 something Black students out of 26,000 students. So it's kind of hard to like find people. And whenever I find people like, oh my God, Thank goodness! I see, like, <laughs> what it looks like.
1: <laughs> so, um, let's talk about a little bit of Alpha Kappa Alpha when you uh, became a member of that. What was that like? And what exactly is that for the viewers? I don't know.
0: So, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, Incorporated, is the first Black sorority, and we were founded on January 15, 1908, on the campus of Howard University. And that's who we are. We are of service to all mankind. Um, so I don't know how to, you know, I guess, talk about it. I guess um, serving in the chapter that I did, it was a lot of work just because when I came through, there were only four people, including me. So we have a really small chapter compared to like, you know, A&T and like mm-hmm. all the HBCUs on the East Coast. We have a really small chapter. So it was kind of hard to get our names out there and try to like, say like, hey, there's other, you know, Black sororities. There's sororities that want like to serve the community and it's not just for the time that you have at college like I'm still in it I just graduated I'm still in it so we're in it for life like
1: I was, I was gonna say it sound like you in but in what out
0: <laughs> it, yeah you can't go back and this is probably one of the choices that I will never ever regret like I've learned so much as a woman and like as a sister and as a friend and as a leader to just like be who I am and I've traveled so many times like because of aka i've been to la i've been to like portland and just other parts of, of um, california that i never thought i would visit and they've all granted me the opportunity of meeting so many like other women who are just like me <laughs> and so doing awesome. too. so i just like i just grew my network so much
1: so um do, like when you speak to, like A T and all um these other spots like on the east coast is there a way for you guys to like mingle like together like do you guys set up meetings like hey um uh, you want to come over and like invite them over to oregon or like maybe they'll invite you guys over and maybe like share ideas or like different ways to empower more uh african-american students and well african-american women men and women beyond just students
0: yeah so we have um like an annual meeting and it's just like once a year and it's like where every chapter in the country goes to one spot and I think the last one I don't think I I didn't go to it but it was in Houston and it was just a lot like everyone just went there and it was like the way that it was described to me it was just the the whole state was pink and green <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's just like a one-time thing but Other times we have like conferences. Um, For example, we have like our Far Western Region conference, and we just—it's like all the AKA's like on the West Coast, and um, we just meet in one spot and we just meet each other, have fun, talk business, and that's it.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Now, um, in the promo that I put out for you, where we talk about your senior year, you and you became the president of your chapter and uh, head of Forbes article what exactly was that like Oh Is that when i heard that i was like mm, oh shit.
0: <laughs> i was um the vice president of my chapter and that was just probably one of the most coachable moments like that i had in my four years it served me a lot just to like understand how people work how people work together how people work individually and kind of like how the school system works because I really had to like work with the school system and the administration and try to like get our names out there so working like that with my partner in crime like she was the president I live with her she's my roommate so me and her were the co-directors for Black Student Union too so we just kind of like nailed it together it was such like a I don't even know how to describe it it's an indescribable moment that I can just remember feeling like every time I think about it, I feel empowered and I feel I feel so thankful, I guess, for that time. And then my in November last, oh wait, it's 2021 now. November 2019 was the year, was the month that I like went onto my email and then they were like, oh yeah, you should check this link out. So I went to the link. And I was like, okay, what is this? (laughs) And I saw my name like right under the F like for Forbes. I was like, what is this? (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) And mind you a couple, like we were talking about it um, a couple months before um, before that release. It was just like, oh yeah, we just want you to talk about um, being a first generation military student and going to college uh, you're the first one to go to college. So how does it feel? Blah, 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 blah. And I didn't think it was gonna be in Forbes. And so I was just like, All right, well, I'm just gonna write about it. I never saw or heard anything about it again until that November. So I was like,
1: wow. That great. had to be such a proud moment because I mean that's that's a real big deal.
0: Yeah. I especially was coming like- from
1: <laughs> small North Carolina, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: something like I have to like talk I have to like brag about because like I don't really like to brag about like a lot of things but that one I was like man I gotta put on for like the people back home like yo I made it like I'm on force
1: (laughs) that is amazing like I said I'm always very proud of you that was amazing compliment when you told me that I was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) and speaking of uh putting you know putting back on for you know like the home state and stuff uh, you got basically the scholarship that you had the, am I saying this right? The keynote speech, right? The yeah, keynote speech when you did that, like speak about that before we jump into the scholarships and stuff to like distribute it. Like what was the preparation for that? Like, cause to me, like from what I looked up, like keynote speech, I wasn't too familiar with it. It looked kind of terrifying.
0: <laughs> man, man, man. Okay. So the scholarship that I have, um, it's called Corvius um, Scholarship Foundation and it's meant for like military students who do community service so I won that I was a recipient of that when my senior year of high school and so yeah we can talk about like all of the details of that later but Mm -hmm. in essence they were the ones that um linked me to the Forbes like like that's how I got onto the Forbes like article Mm -hmm. yeah and so I'm pretty active, like they stay with you, they give you a mentor and everything. They stay with you throughout your four years. They support you throughout your four years. And over time, I just built so much of a relationship with the people who like are in charge of it. And they're like, you know what? We want you to be the keynote speaker. So I was like, huh? (laughs) It was finally like my time. So when I won that scholarship, I went to Boston for um, the orientation and I was just looking up there like, I want to be on that stage one day like giving like a keynote speech and so that was literally me when I was 18 and then at 23 I gave the keynote speech I was like oh my god but it was through zoom so I couldn't do it in Boston
1: <laughs> still nerve-wracking
0: <laughs> yeah, it really was and so they told me that I was like what do I want to say to the 2020 graduates like we didn't get to spend our last semester our last quarter in person it had to be online how do I want people to remember this whole like four-year journey and then on top of everything else like the pandemic I don't think the protests were happening yet but the, I think it was like building up to it. Um, Oyen had passed away I don't know if you guys remember but she had been killed And then there was just so many other lives taken on top of a pandemic. And then just trying to graduate, trying to bust out this GPA. I was under a lot of pressure, like going through that speech. I was like, I don't know how to quite articulate that. And I literally stayed up till that time. Like I went, I did not sleep during that speech. I practiced literally like 20 times. I recorded myself. I edited some parts. And Ramadan is a... Um, it's a month period where you fast and you don't eat, drink water, you don't do anything like that you shouldn't be doing <laughs> during <laughs> the month, from the sunrise to the sunset. That was like my life for a month. And that was my second year doing it. And it was a lot more tolerable. But then I was also writing the speech at the same time. So I was going through a lot at the time. Sounds but like it.
1: Ooh.
0: Keynote speech is on YouTube. So if you type in Hayley Daniels keynote speech, you will find it. <laughs>
1: I'm definitely looking that up because I've, I've done research on it and I was like hearing about it and seeing like some videos. I'm like, oh my God, you did that? Like, I know you say you did it through Zoom, but still that's, that's a big deal. And that's nerve rack on top of like everything that was going on. And we could touch about that too. Like with, you know, the craziness that's been happening in the world with, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, the police brutality, the protests and everything, And I mean, I'm in Fayetteville right down the street from when all that stuff was happening. what was it like in Oregon when all that was going on? Was there protesting? Was there like riots and stuff happening as well? Yeah,
0: they're still protesting. (laughs) Uh. Like, oh my gosh. So it all started like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this really big protest in Eugene. And there were thousands and thousands of people there. I'd never seen that many people in Eugene before. And the way that I, I don't know, like how many people would like know me from high school, but they know who, like whoever knows, knows that I am open-minded and I will voice my opinion about something. Like, I don't care, especially if it has to do with like my life and my friend's life, my family's lives. So I remember just getting like a lot of heat back in high school just for saying Black Lives Matter. And now it's like seeing it everywhere. It's like, I like the progress, but it's not over. And so Mm -hmm. in Oregon, it was just kind of hard because there were a lot of allies, quote, (laughs) quote, allies. And it seemed like they cared. But in reality, they just posted a Black tile and went went on with their day. And then they would show up to a couple protests and then they would just be like, I have been out here for three days, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, I've been living 23 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like...
0: are uh, tired. Like uh, the allies were saying that like, I've been out here for three days protesting and I'm tired of all of the racism. I'm like, well, try living it. Try living it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's rough. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was just... It was <clears throat> be out there to like show like face and whatnot but at the end of the day the protests in Eugene they just seemed like very performative and I just didn't I really didn't like it I protested for like a week and I was just trying to get like a vibe of it and I just didn't like it and I went to protest in Portland and it was a really big one and they had like an OG Black Panther and he wanted to get like radical about it and i was like yes like let's get radical like let's talk about it like let's not hurt like because my life matters more than these white feelings i don't care like <laughs> let's talk about it let's talk about it and they're like no like let's don't do that we're here for for safe for safety and peace i'm like why would you tell an og black panther to not talk about his experience mm-hmm. so after That's that
1: extremely disrespectful I- basically
0: Yeah. Like after that, I didn't go to any more protests. I would rather have been in Atlanta or like North Carolina or something, but there are people. It was wild
1: in North Carolina. (laughs) There are
0: still people like protesting out here though. Like I drove by the other day and they're in front of the courthouse still and it's raining. So I know those people are dedicated, but it's not as big as a group as it was before.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where it was like with me, like it seemed like a lot of people were joining because it was trending then once the, it started dying down, then you start seeing people just like going about their lives and their days and timelines and stuff were just clearing up. But it's like, you know, the fight's not over. There's still inequality. There's actually a video going around like in my county, like in um, Cumberland of basically a, po- a policeman, a guy's getting arrested by like three officers and another officer has like a M16 to his head. Yeah, see as he's getting arrested and it's like, is that really necessary? You know, it's like the fight is not over.
0: Yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done. Like, why do police have Teslas right now? Like they need to put that money towards education or something else, but that's just my two cents.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's oh it's crazy. Like and some people are just not really ready for like that conversation without really like get mad because like some people would think like you're anti uh, law enforcement and stuff and it's like no like we know law enforcement is important we just want law enforcement to be fair and not kill black people for no reason or any or any race for any like any reason abusing their power and stuff but not everybody is mature enough for that argument. Like, and I don't want to get started on a Colin Kaepernick thing. Lord, if he was follow me on Facebook, <laughs> I got into plenty of arguments over that.
0: Yeah, those were stressful. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, you know, the fight will continue. And, you know, I'm very proud of you for, you know, taking your part in that and believing in what, you know, what you believe in and fighting for your life and not just your life, my life and many other African-Americans all around, even the ones we don't know, you know, that's amazing. I so now let's get on to a little happier subject. <laughs> let's yeah. talk about the uh, the scholarship that you are now trying to distribute throughout, you know, back to Sanford and, um, well, basically Western, you know, because some people yeah. consider Western Lillington, but it's like borderline Lillington Sanford. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about that because I've seen your video that you posted on it and your status. And I think it's just amazing that you want to give back to your old stomping grounds.
0: Of course. Okay. So I am a 2016 recipient of the Corvius Foundation, Corvius Scholarship Foundation, and it basically entails um, high school seniors who have done a lot of community service and they basically look for, the reason why they look for military students is because we move around a lot and they just wanted to see like how well we can adapt to whatever community that we're in and how we can best serve it. So Elementary school, I did a lot. I was in student council. I was a treasurer. I was in fifth grade. Like, what? (laughs) And then middle school, I was, like, in honors services, like, honors clubs and band and whatnot. And I played sports. I did a lot of community service at a thrift store. And then I just carried that into, um, into high school. And they saw that. And they pick, every year, they pick, like, 11 or 12 students in the entire country. And I was one of them. And I was like... I didn't even want to apply. I was just like, I'm never going to get this one. I'm never going to get it. Like they picked 12 people out of the whole country. There's no way I'm going to get this one. (laughs) But I had to swallow that pill and just be like, you don't know that. Like you don't know they're not going to pick you. They don't know. Like if you just don't know. So you just have to apply. Like you can't be scared. You can't be consumed by that fear. You can't be consumed by your own self-doubt. You have to tell that voice to be quiet and just like do it. So I did it, and I did it. Like <laughs> I got it, That's... and so yeah, it's a fifty thousand um, dollars scholarship, and they it's like over the course of four years. And I can tell you that every single experience that I've had with that scholarship has been one of the greatest moments, like of my life. I'm so serious. Like Boston, I got to go for my for my orientation. And I just toured the entire city. I got to go into the Boston Celtics like stadium. Ooh. I I watched the Boston Red Sox from the suite, like the box suite. Mm-hmm. I got to walk onto the field. They said my name and everything in front of everybody. And that is I was so like cool. this is amazing. And then my sophomore year. They offered me to go to this leadership conference in Orlando, all expenses paid. I was like, "This is crazy! Are you serious?" (laughs) So I went there. My flight was paid. It was a nice hotel. I got to meet up with like the alumni over there. Uh, This one alumni, she's also from Fayetteville, and I got to represent like my class, like 2016. And I met so many new connections. I met with so many keynote speakers, so many motivational speakers, so many people that just build their brand and build their name just off the strength of like who they are. Like these people, they just live and they make money just because of who they are and what they provide to the community and how they're other leaders. Like I was in a room full of other leaders and I'm pretty sure there was other people in there. Dang, I'm in a room full of leaders and I was one of them. And I got that opportunity because of that scholarship. And then after that, what was it? It was just meeting more people more networking and then it was the Forbes like article and then I was the keynote speaker so this scholarship is really something that I want to just like give back to like I personally can't do it but like it's been my goal since I graduated like honestly it's been my goal since I graduated to come back to North Carolina and serve the like the crowd the crowd that made me at first I wanted to go to law school and be a lawyer and Obviously, that's not it, but maybe law school later. But I wanted to become a lawyer and go back home and like just try to do something with the youth that would try to get them like out of trouble. But mm-hmm. since that's not my reality right now, I figured that I should just like talk about that scholarship. So, little old me going to Western, doing all of these big things. Yeah. That same scholarship could do the same thing for someone who's probably like me or probably someone who has less than me or whatever they want to go to college but they don't know how to do it that is the perfect opportunity so I've been reaching out to like the guidance counselor I'm going to chop it up with her like whenever they come back um, after winter break Mm -hmm. and I hope that I can get like a group of high school seniors who have community service um into a zoom call and I can just talk about it like with them And i tell them to apply like the application is open right now like please apply and then i hope to like reach out to the superintendent of like the schools and not just harnett county maybe like lee lee county or shoot (laughs) maybe the whole state like i want to put everybody on like there's no there is a military base here but i would rather serve my community
1: that is amazing and I'm hoping that with my show, because, you know, I'm still well-connected over out there in Sanford and Fayetteville and everywhere, like, we can just put this on display on the platform or use my platform, you know, to get the word out, because that is amazing. And, you know, it's crazy just how, you know, young you are, but you've had, experienced so much in life already. What do you think is, like, like, what is, like, the most, like, precious thing that you've experienced in life so far? Because, I mean you've done a lot so far Mm,
0: the most precious thing that I've experienced I think the most precious thing that I've experienced in my life so far is just the time that I have with like myself and the time that I have with others I don't want to sound corny, but like, (laughs) it's just, you know, you have to really cherish like the time that you have, like with people, like obviously 2020 was like crazy. And I think that's what made me realize, like, I need to like slow down and like really take in the moment, like be present in the moment. And I realized like, that's what I didn't really do that in high school. I was so ready to get the hell up out of there. And I didn't really cherish like the times that I, that I had. But when I look back at it, it's still like good times, but even in college, I was just like, dang, like I have one more year left. Oh my gosh, I have three more years left. I can't wait to get up out of Oregon, blah, 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 blah. But now I wish I could go back to that time. (laughs) I wish that I could do so many other different things. And I think in my 23 years, it's just time is, time is obviously a social construct, but (laughs) that's a different conversation. (laughs) Time is something that shouldn't be taken for granted. And I think that's a, you have to use it wisely. You never know like what's gonna happen. So you just use it wisely, say yes, say no, if you want, like it's you, like it's your life. So you got to choose how you want to spend your time here on this earth. How do you want to be remembered?
1: So your time is the most precious that's an amazing answer. And one thing I always ask all my guests, um, I don't know if you've seen like past shows, is like, I'm a big quote guy. I love quotes because quotes sometimes is all I've had to get me through. <laughs> like, no matter if it's episodes or hardships or even good times. So like, what is a quote that either like, your family instilled in you or something you heard like that can get you through like anything? Ooh.
0: man that's a good question i mentioned it in my keynote speech too that's so funny i come for the good questions (laughs) (laughs) that was a really good question question. oh gosh oh no let me okay there's this one quote that i said at the end of my um my speech and for some reason i just can't remember it right now okay it's every negative Pressure, challenges is all an opportunity for me to rise. And that was said by Kobe Bryant. All right. Wow.
1: Yeah, I'll say, rest in peace, Kobe. Can you yeah, believe someone's been a year? Huh? Because I can't believe it's almost been a year yeah. since he's been gone. This
0: month is going to be like a year, bruh. But I'm going to say it again. It's every negative pressure, challenges is all an opportunity for me to rise. So with every downfall, with every rejection, and with every failure that I've like experienced, it just gave me like a lesson and so I was just like I took it to the chin I was sad for a little bit but I was just like you know what I'm not gonna let this happen again I know what I need to do for next time to be accepted to, to get what I want to do it the right way it's just an opportunity for me to learn and like the fact that like it was said by like Kobe Bryant like i don't know it was was heartbreaking like in the moment it was very bittersweet to like even say it whenever i went to whenever i had my keynote speech and i was like saying it i felt like so emotional just because i was thinking about everything that i went through and how like how good it feels to be on top but then i just knew that i still had to like keep on like going and going and going i'm still learning i'm still being rejected and like having failures and a lot of people don't talk about, you know, being rejected. They always talk about their victories and whatnot.
1: Mm-hmm. Of
0: course no one's going to talk about their failures. Of course no one's going to talk about their rejections. And that like sucks to talk about, but it's a part of life. Like that's how you grow. That's how you learn. That's how you move forward.
1: That's you true. have to
0: be you have to be pulled back in order to move forward.
1: That's so true. Thank you for sharing that quote, too. I'm put that down as my list of quotes that I love from, like, all my guests. <laughs> so, so are you ready to uh, dive into the mailbag questions? Of
0: course. Let's get it.
1: All right. I know we touched on this one a little bit, but this one came from Kayla when she was asking, what was the biggest difference from North Carolina to Oregon? I know you said, you know, you're missing the cookout. Can't wait for that. <laughs> what else are, like, the biggest differences between the two states?
0: I would say the mannerisms the manners the hospitality that was the first thing whenever I moved here mm-hmm. I was saying like you know to my professors who earned a PhD I said yes ma'am yes uh yes sir no ma'am no sir and they're like don't call me that and I was like <laughs> they were like just call me by my first name like what if I got a PhD you going not call me doctor <laughs> what <laughs> no that was the that was the first thing and then I would say like y'all yeah. So I,
1: I struggle with that. <laughs> I
0: said, y'all. And they were like, you mean you guys, you all, everybody? I was like, huh?
1: <laughs> it's just a
0: easier to compact it into y'all. And they're like, you're not from here, are you? I was like, no, I'm from North Carolina. And they're like, oh, that explains it. Like,
1: huh. like, What do you mean by that? And I was...
0: <laughs> and the music. The music is so different. They have, you know, like, they listen to e40 and like too short over here it's a lot of, it's a lot of bay area music so i kind of like got used to like listening to it and then they wouldn't like know like a lot of like north carolina artists either like east coast artists so they would just be like who are you listening to why are they talking like so much violence I'm like <laughs> okay whatever let's see music slang the slang was different i was kind of touching on that mm-hmm.
1: But you know it's funny you mentioned that because like when I left Connecticut and came to North Carolina I'm used to saying like their first name or you know like yes Mr. Ward or yes Miss whoever so when I have North Carolina and I said that and I remember my teacher Miss Rice at the time was like what you say and I'm like yes Miss Rice she's like yes ma'am and I'm like mm. what <laughs> and then like I had some friends too they'll say like you know y'all and I'm like do you mean you all like because in Connecticut it's so proper but then like, as I live down here and been down here forever now it's just y'all yeah and then, like one of my uh, friends get me, he's from uh, back home where he's like hey I've been you seeing your promo stuff and you say y'all a lot what are you talking about <laughs> I'm like it's just shortened for you all or everybody <laughs> and it's funny that here that you went through that same thing just in reverse and it was like oh shit I went through that too Wow.
0: and then like the style is just so much different like it's very when you think of like a california like a californian person or like a la youtube influencer that's like kind of how they all dress here it's either that's that end of the spectrum or like a thrifty type like vintage 60s 70s type mm-hmm. that's, like, the style but mm, that's just kind of how it is i guess i never seen those two styles in north carolina so that was the first the other thing that i noticed
1: you just say hung around me long enough. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> <Well>, you're right.
1: <laughs> all right. So this next one comes from Jalen. Says, with doing so many things at once, how do you manage to have a social life? <laughs> it's
0: barely alive. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. You just gotta, you know, plan. Like with all the things that I've done, I just try to really make time for myself. And the time that I'm like I make for myself. I make it with my friends because that's when I'm like the most comfortable and that's when I'm the most happy like you just really have to schedule that time out even like that just sounds so like weird to like oh yeah let me like make a schedule like to spend time with my friends but when you do as many things as you like I have done and you try to balance school and extracurriculars and all of that a job at the same time like you have to make time for yourself you have to and so I even I tell my friends, like, hold me accountable, please, because I'm going to be overwhelmed. I'm going to overwork myself. I don't want to be exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally. So telling your friends that, like, hey, remind me to just take a break, please. Like, remind me to drink some water, do something. Mm -hmm. And so having that accountability and scheduling that time is going
1: to help a lot. What's up? shout out to your friends. You want to give them a quick shout out to hold you down like that?
0: (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to Amber, Dominique, and then my friends back home, you know, Malcolm, Tyreek and all that. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: that's so true. All right, I got this one comes from Amber. She says, "You are a very beautiful young lady. Have you ever currently or have you ever or currently do modeling?"
0: Um, so I did model for a little bit. I'm not signed to anybody right now, but I do have a lot of photographer friends, and so they're like, "Hey, like do you want to be my model for this?" Like right now, I'm just trying to test out my camera, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to build my portfolio. So like, you want me in your portfolio? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so, I mean, I try to do it now or not now, but whenever I do have time, it's just rainy. Like it rains all the time in Oregon. So there's really not that much of a chance, but I do it sometimes, you know, just to get my little creative side going. I'm not really artistic. I play an instrument, but I'm not artistic. <laughs>
1: Ooh, what instrument do you play?
0: The saxophone.
1: Hey, okay. I see you. Yes, sir. All right, this one comes from Anthony. He says, what was the hardest thing about college? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many things just came to my head. <laughs> um, keeping my mental health good. I'm going to be very transparent about that because <laughs> it's never talked about. And I think for me it was just really hard because I was homesick and I was trying to deal with a lot of um, stuff going on, like my extracurriculars and trying to keep my grades up. The rain really like affects you. I don't care how much you love the rain, like seeing it every day for eight months is going to like do something to you mentally. And so I stayed on campus like from morning till night, so I never really saw the sun and. I was just so drained. and I would go home. I was just it was just like go home and then go to go to sleep, do home, no, do homework, go to sleep, wake up, do the same thing again, go to class. I really had to make sure that I was OK. Like sometimes and to be honest, I wasn't like eating just because I was so stressed about like life. I was like, this is not it. This is just a lot. I was going through breakups. I was going through like losing my friends, I had to cut off some friends, like back home, that Mm -hmm. shit really sucked, like it took a toll on me, and it's just like, I don't know how I did it, but I did it by going to therapy, and I had the support of my friends mostly, like I live with my best friends, I have my best friends, like they're a call away, and then with the help of my therapist, like she was a black woman, that was the most, like that was probably the best decision I had ever made, just because I I took care of like my mental health. And like, I I was like, I was so refusing. I did not want to go to therapy. I was just like, no, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. But then when you start like thinking to a certain degree where it's like, okay, I can't think like this anymore. You have to do that. Like you have to take care of yourself and if you can't afford therapy, then learn your love languages and do that for yourself. Like, for example, my love languages are words or quality time, words of affirmation and, um, I think, uh, physical touch. So it's like, since quality time is my top one, I spend time like with myself. I spend time with my friends. I spend time doing what I like. And a part of that it's, you're going to have bad days, but you have to remind yourself, like, it's only a bad day. It's not a bad life. It's going to keep going. Like you're going to keep going. I promise. But you know, some of our friends, like, unfortunately, like they couldn't keep going. that's what like made me want to live my life for them because they should have like I wish that they could be here to experience like my victories and I wish Mm. I could be here so that I could celebrate their victories but I have to live I feel like sometimes they're watching me so I have to like keep going
1: same same and I'm a big advocate for mental health because mental health is very serious and it's not talked about there's actually kind of like a stigma with it because People think, oh, you just want attention or, oh, it's not that bad. Get over. And it's like, no, it's some people really like don't know, you know, like where to go to, where to turn. I mean, I suffer from depression for a very long time, actually. And, you know, I really well, I don't know if I ever really got over it completely, but I'm a lot better. And I'm very open about it, especially losing a friend to suicide. It really like affected me like every day. I mean, I just visited her gravesite yesterday, you know, like and it just it hurts to know because like I was there, you know, like and I don't really talk about it too much on the show, but I was there and like that mental stage. But really through the grace of God and great friends, I was able to overcome that. And that's why I'm glad you touched on like mental health, because like I want to be a big advocate for it. Like there is help out there. Like you said, love signs is great. Really like me was helped to also meditation, finding out like what truly makes you happy. Like, yeah. and I love how you said, you know, it, you can have a bad day, but it's not a bad life. And I take it a little further. I got this from Diamond Dallas Page, a quote that he said before, where he's like, he's like, I'm one of the happiest men alive. And then in the that interview was like, why do you say that you don't go through like stresses and stuff? He's like, Oh, I went through three divorces, lost my parents, blah blah. blah. And they're like, How are you happy with me alive? He said, Because I don't, he said, What I do is I don't have bad days anymore. He said, I put that in my mind that those bad days are gone. It's kind of like disrespectful to the ones that's no longer here to waste 24 hours focusing on one thing that really like derailed me. So he's like, I don't have bad days anymore. I have bad moments, so I have thousands of bad moments sometimes in a day. He's like, "But I refuse to have a bad day. I will not let that affect my twenty-four hours." And I was like, "Wow!" So, and that's how I use that now. Like, I have bad moments. I don't have bad days. Yeah. Bad days are long gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was having a moment, but yeah, I think mental health is just as important as your physical health. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like, you can see that. Like, if my room is a mess my, my head is a mess. Like, like what, like what is going on? So as soon as I like clean up my room and I try to, I like sage my room, like I'm very spiritual. Like I meditate, I do all of that. So I just consult my, my ancestors. And I try to just like, what, like, what are you guys trying to teach me right now? (laughs) Like what is the lesson (laughs) that you want me to learn? And then I just, you know, try to focus on having a positive, more positive outlook um, for the next day.
1: That's amazing. You are an amazing person. Very strong, too. And thank you for opening up about that.
0: No problem. Thank you.
1: Yeah, this one comes from Sean. He says, what are some of your hobbies or things you like to do?
0: I was literally playing Call of Duty before I called you. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: oh oh. Oh,
0: thank you very much. Oh.
1: <laughs> That's good to know you're a gamer. What you yeah. play? You play Xbox or PlayStation?
0: PlayStation. I haven't got that PS5. At all. If a man out there wants to pay for my PS5, then
1: <laughs> good, good luck finding. It. I can't find it anywhere.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I play video games. Um, well, video game. I just play Call of Duty. I just got Cold War. I don't. I'm still trying to test it out. I don't know if I like it yet or not. They got nuketown Town twenty four seven. That's what I like to do. Okay. So yeah. Um,
1: you play online? Of course. What's your gamertag for all the viewers that, that, that want to try you in uh, PlayStation?
0: <laughs> it's Hela the Don. H E L A D A D O
1: N. You're gonna have so many different game um, and <laughs> like invites and stuff now. <laughs> once I get this out,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be good. I'm still trying to work on it. Um, let me see. I like to watch. I don't really like to watch TV, but I like to watch whatever my friends put on. Right now, I'm watching P Valley pretty
1: good i heard that's a good show i heard about it I've, i'm i'm into i've been a power fan since like 2015 so i'm into power
0: i haven't seen the new one with with oh, you, the head honcho i haven't seen him yet
1: it's getting good it's it's um, like we're, they're about to have the season finale actually uh tomorrow All okay right.
0: so uh i still accept late christmas gifts i accept you know um, the PS5, and I'll take a Stars account. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: hey, I- I'll email you mine. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, you're the best. Dude. You're the best. <laughs> Got you.
1: Got you. You know you gotta catch up now. It's getting good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This question comes from James. I think we touched on this already, kind of. But he says, "What is the greatest moment of your life so far?" The
0: Greatest moment of my life. Dang. Oh, there's so many great moments. I did this for, like, post a picture, like, on Instagram, and they were, like, choose a happy moment. I was, like, damn, there's so many happy moments. <laughs> um, I guess a really good moment was just sitting outside by the river in Eugene, and I was just so happy, like, I was so content with my life. I hadn't felt that in so long, just knowing that, like, I just graduated, and there's people that, like, support me I think that was just one of the most genuine moments of happiness that I've had being by the water and being in the sun that was that just <laughs> talked like the it's sun the- I haven't seen you in like eight months where you been at <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the little things <laughs>
0: it's literally the little things like that's why I said like time is just so you cannot waste it if you don't like to go outside at least like step outside for like five minutes of fresh air and I promise you you, you will feel so much better
1: amen on that and here's my last one from Sasha. She says, what are some of your goals that you have set for 2021?
0: Hmm. <laughs> um I really the first one obviously is to like to stack my money, like just stack and learn how to create multiple, <laughs> create <laughs> multiple sources of income just so like I can I can feel good. And like I feel good right now, but I think that's probably going to be the most adultish thing that I want to accomplish because yeah and then really just work on the woman that I want to be I feel like there's some some wounds that I still like should work on and try to heal and whatnot so I'm just going to focus on me a lot this year I not gonna lie I feel like I did a lot for a lot of people last year, and it was at the expense of my like emotional and mental labor. So this year, I'm really just gonna choose myself and learn to say no, and yeah, just it's Lahala's year years. My savage. Like I'm not 21, but I'm 20, I'm 23. But you know, 20, 21.
1: <laughs> <savage>. <laughs> you know that's that, that savage life could last throughout and the entire 20s. You know, yeah. so right. <laughs> and
0: Then I don't know, just work more on my spiritual well-being. And spend more time with like my friends and my family. Like I didn't realize how much time I spent with my family and friends before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, I, I was just like, I can't see them. Like, mm-hmm. what the heck is going on? So, yeah.
1: Wow, we actually have a lot of the same goals because 2021. I'm just playing it day by day. Not fine. <laughs> now I actually, I literally like my biggest thing is forgiveness because I've had a lot of people do me wrong a lot in 2020 well, shoot, if we could take it all the way back to like birth, but <laughs> I would say from 2020, though, it was like one of the most challenging times where like people were taking advantage of me a lot. And I'm not like you saying, being very available for some putting a lot of people over my own self, not saying no enough, and at the expense of my own sanity at times. And I always hate it to think like, oh, man, I don't want to be selfish. But like, You have to have a little bit of that. Exactly. You have to.
0: Yeah, you have to be selfish. Like, this is, like, you get one chance in life, and you have to, like, you have to live it how you want. You can't live by the ear of other people. You can't live by words of other people. You have to do, you have to do what Avin wants. I have to do what Halo wants, not for what anybody else wants. So, yeah, that's my biggest goal, just to make myself happy, make myself, you know, I just need to fall in love with myself.
1: (laughs) amen amen that's it's that's crazy you say that because i was talking to somebody about that the other day where i was like it was like do you love yourself and i was like i love certain things about me it was like no do you love yourself all as a whole and i'm like hmm i got a lot of work man <laughs> you know
0: a lot of work healing hurts
1: mm-hmm. like
0: that's just kind of like pretty ugly like what like healing hurts <laughs> like how does healing hurt but Healing will have you feeling like you're on top of the world one day and then the next day you're just like what is going on everything around me is falling apart but on those days that you feel like things are like falling apart it's one of those days where you really have to sit back and just be like okay what is the root like what is the problem why am I feeling away why does it affect me so much and then once you like get deeper down into like that dimension you'll come out with so much clarity and you'll be like why like what was even going on with me at that time? And you just figure yourself out. You'll learn yourself.
1: Definitely. Thank you again for being a part of the show. I think we're gonna wrap up right here. This is a great spot. Um... (laughs) I mean, I'm very happy. I know you said you're going to be saying no a lot this year. I'm glad you said yes to this interview. <laughs> Cause, oh,
0: Because
1: <yeah>. <laughs> it was amazing just talking with you, catching up, and just seeing how great, you know, everything's turned out for you and being open about, you know, challenges and goals. I mean, I can't thank you enough. Um, any, like, shout-outs you want to give or for people to follow you, like, on Instagram or your Facebook or just put you out there more?
0: um well shout out to all my people back home i feel like i have a lot of people to shout i mean
1: well, go ahead where the internet we got all day <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Malcolm, tyreek tyshawn Dayon. um let's see who else alexis my homegirl. <laughs> uh, samaria khadija of course nisha and then all my people you know back home just if i didn't mention you you know it's love and then my people over here, Amber, Maria, Dominique, Trenton, oh my gosh, just naming people, like, I realized, like, there's, there's a lot of people, like, on my team, which is so awesome. And then, okay, my socials, follow me on Instagram, that's dot lahela, L-A-H-E-L-A, uh, Twitter, lovely lahela, and then my LinkedIn is my first name, last name, lahela Daniels, If you want to connect me on there, go ahead do that uh yeah hit me up I'm available all the time so please talk to me
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I'm hoping the peeps will definitely take advantage of that thank you again Hale, for being a part of the show I wish you nothing but much success more success I should say not much more success (laughs) and you know just just have a great week
0: thank you thank you so much for having me like this podcast is it's going to go off. Like, I'm so excited for your growth. I'm so excited to have you as a friend in my life. Like, I'm just very excited. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Of course. Thank you again. You take care. All right. Happy new year. Happy new year.